You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumer. You know, Mary, uh, I grew up uh, during the time of the Vietnam War. Uh, during that time and during the Second World War, I think in the First World War as well, we had a military draft and uh, men could have their uh, liberty taken away from them for a couple of years. They could be put in harm's way where they could be shot uh, and they had no choice about it. If you were drafted, if you were drafted into Vietnam for the next two years, you were part of the US military and you went wherever they uh, told you to go. And this was necessary, we were told, because in case of the Second World War, we were fighting against an enemy that had attacked us and an enemy in Europe that uh, threatened freedom and the international structure. So because the country needed you, the government had the right to say for the next two years, you have to do everything we tell you, tell you to do. Okay, I put that out there as uh, kind of my predicate for what, what I'm gonna suggest. Right now, we are being told by doctors, other people uh, uh, who are involved with it, that we have hit probably the limit of how many people are going to be voluntarily vaccinated. And that limit is somewhere just a short of 70%. It'll probably bounce somewhere around that. And yet the Biden administration and many other people say, no, we are not going to require vaccination. Even the federal government, uh, the administration directed, do not require vaccination of, of your employees. Uh, there seems to be only a little bit of uh, energy for employers and schools to do it. Am I mixed up? Doesn't it seem like vaccinating, which would get this country out of the COVID, is every bit as urgent a need as fighting in the Second World War, certainly fighting in Vietnam, and therefore the government can take away some of your liberty for something he considers essential. There, how about that? <laughs> well, um, you know, the funny thing is, is that if the virus were a one and done, I might agree with the people who aren't getting vaccinated and saying, okay, that's your choice. Um, you know, it's like the flu vaccine, right? On any given year, less than 50%, I was going to say, is it, should I say fewer or less? Okay. Less. Less than 50% of the population is vaccinated. And we tolerate that. And we tolerate the existence of flu in the society and the cost that it has, meaning people missing work, kids missing school, um, and just the virus out there in the world. Um, and we don't require people to get flu vaccines. What's interesting is that hospitals generally do require their employees to get flu vaccines, and most medical professionals are required to get a flu vaccine. Um, so it's not without precedent that employers will require people to be vaccinated. For some reason, 
COVID is not in that category because you know, John, that I just heard this this morning, that somewhere around 30% of the employees at the Cleveland Clinic are not vaccinated. Now the docs are at like 90 some percent. So this would be nurses, technicians, you know, maintenance, people like that. So, um, so the decision has been made as a society that we are not gonna require vaccines. So the, where I started with that is, so if the virus was like, okay, well, we're gonna quit uh, mutating, you know, us COVIDs <laughs> and everybody who's vaccinated is safe and the rest of you threw caution to the wind, but that's not the way it's working because that's not the way viruses work. So the virus is going to continue to mutate to see whether it can find hosts, even among folks like us who are vaccinated. And this is the reason, if I were the government, I would think twice about whether or not to require vaccinations as widely as can be, as can be done. Obviously, there are some people for medical reasons who are not going to be able to be vaccinated. And I think the, the COVID vaccine should be similar to you know, mumps, measles, rubella, all those childhood vaccines that um, we require for kids to go to school. So I don't understand really the thinking about the, the governments and, and employers' uh, fear of requiring the vaccines. Now, I get the fact that they haven't been approved yet for final FDA approval, but even after that approval, my understanding is that hospitals, the military, you know who else is not requiring their people to be vaccinated? Is airlines. I just found this out the other day that this young woman who's becoming a flight attendant, she doesn't believe in being vaccinated. She's not vaccinated. So that makes me think twice about flying. Well, it does me too. Uh, and it bothers me a lot about hospitals. I guess when you go, you have to check into the hospital, you have to go to the ER, you know, you have a need. Don't we make a rough assumption, a reasonable assumption that this is a safe place to go to? You guys have cleaned the building. You've gotten rid of germs as much as you can. All your employees wash their hands when they go pee pee. And so they're, you know, you're as clean as you can be, but you as the hospital, would have violated that if you allow your employees not to be vaccinated. Exactly. I mean, I it surprises me that hospitals, doctors' offices are not requiring people to be vaccinated. And I assume that if they know who's not vaccinated and they're at least requiring them to wear masks. So I guess that's one way to know but I think as the world opens up, those of us that are vaccinated are starting to see danger again, like risk of exposure everywhere we go. You go to the grocery store, you go to a party, you don't know, is this person vaccinated, not vaccinated? And, you know, from our own experience this weekend, you know, we're back to hugging people. You know, I assumed everyone, our family is vaccinated and I believe that they are. But you don't know every place you go that everyone's going to be vaccinated. We so were singing. We were, we're singing, singing in front of each other, which is a big spreader, right? 
it is. And, and so, you know, is what's going to happen or what I'm starting to think about is rather than feeling free to be out in the world, whether we should be pulling back or another thing I was thinking about is uh, Canada is going to open up. Mo and I were considering taking a trip to Canada because our nephew is immigrating there is should for the two weeks before we go, we close, we don't leave the house because we're going to have to take it, even though we're vaccinated, it's still going to have to take a test before we go in. So you can, you can get the virus, even if you're not going to get sick from it, and that's going to limit your ability to travel. You know what I mean? So it's, it's not like we've conquered the vaccine. We've made ourselves safer. All the vaccine has do, done, in my opinion, is it's made it safer for people like us to go out in the world and not get sick and die. Do you, by the way, when you get to Canada, if they ask you uh, if you've been vaccinated, do you want to say no don't, no don't at all? <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry, I'm going to be happy and proud to say Moderna. Because Moderna. isn't it funny? One thing we found out is Moderna and Pfizer do seem to be the thing. They do. Listen, I have three specific suggestions on what the country might do. First, the federal government and I'm going to include in here both the government administration and uh, the FDA and so forth, should take all of the steps that they are legally able to take. And I want to include two things in there. Uh, all federal employees, all the military, which the federal government can clearly do, must be vaccinated. They can do that. And as, at the same time, the FDA should move expeditiously to give complete approval. Let's get past this trial period. We have lots and lots of data. That's my first suggestion. Second, I think we should have some form of passport that you've been vaccinated and restaurants, airlines, others should look at that. And we should be able to, uh, uh, to show that to the world. Third, I'd like to see the federal government give a tax incentive to organizations, uh, companies, schools, whoever it might be, some kind of incentive for anyone who is 100% uh, vaccinated to get that going. Uh, I know Joe Biden is saying, well, we need to go door to door. We need to get all this. I, I, no, I don't think it does. It. Uh, it's a slow, soft thing. I think we've got to turn this, uh, the temperature on this all the way up. I understand that a good part of our population, most of whom seem to vote Republican, but a lot of people are going to say, you're taking away our freedom. No, we're not taking away your freedom. Uh, we are doing what is reasonable to save this country from another outbreak of, of, uh, of the virus. I think those are all good steps. I think they are, but I think we need to recognize that you have what's turned out to be about 30%, maybe not quite 30% of the population who really truly believe that the whole thing is a hoax, that the vaccine is a way to control them, government control. And it's just their reaction to the vaccine and to COVID is just part of a bigger view that they have about the government, about leadership, about, 
liberals, you know, the whole group of people that support Trump, and I, and I just use him as a stand-in for somebody who represents um, their sense about how they're being owned by Big Brother, however you want to describe it. So, you know, maybe the calculation that Trump, that Biden is making is that the the civil war, and I use that term loosely, that would be um, instigated by requiring these people to be vaccinated isn't worth it at this moment, that there just are bigger fish to fry. What I wonder about, John, is let's get six months, the next six months in, and if you continue to have what we have right now, which is that 99% of the, um, and I make up that number, but it's pretty close, that of the infections right now are among the non-vaccinated. And as that goes on, are there a group of those people for whom reality will say, okay, maybe I don't like it, but I've got to get vaccinated. I've got to get my kids vaccinated. I've got to get my mom to get vaccinated, whatever it is whether reality starts to run straight into the conspiracy stuff, because that's eating away at that group of people that there is no convincing. I think that the people who were in the margins and started to be convinced are getting vaccinated. I don't know that for a fact, this is really antidotal, but there are some really hardcore folks who seriously believe that the people who've been vaccinated like us are brainwashed, brainwashed by the libs or the libtards or whatever they call, you know, the Democrats. And um, it's just hard. It's hard to break through because it's not just the vaccination. It's not just COVID. It's part of an entire, um, you know, view of the world that you're trying to get through. I think it's tough. Well, it is. And, you know, I hope we can continue to do the things that enable anybody who is persuadable. I think I've told you, you know, I've talked to people uh, who have done like some work here at the house. And they say, well, I know it's really tough for me to take a day off uh, uh, to go and do that. Or the one guy said at that time, he said, it's hard for me to schedule that far in advance and know I can have the day off. Now, that's certainly less true today. You can walk into a Walgreens and uh, and get that. But maybe it's saying, let's make certain everybody is paid uh, uh, to go and do it. I don't know what those things are. I was watching the other day and a woman who is a spokesperson who initially opposed the vaccine, but now is a true believer and is working to try and get others to uh, uh, to take the vaccine, was asked, what do you think is keeping them from it? She incredibly said, a lot of people are afraid of needles. And I was sitting here at my desk and I went, what? That's yeah. it? They're, people are afraid of needles? Then I thought about it and thought, you know what? She may be right. There no, are I, people. I've heard that too. And you know, one of the, um, I don't know which one of the companies, but it's working on a nasal spray version of the vaccine. So, you know, it's not as if though all those things aren't going to be addressed, the problem is still going to be 
you're still going to have some percentage, but you know, there'll be freeloaders. And the more people who are vaccinated, the easier it's going to be to at least keep the virus from circulating widely. So and it's I, a, and we keep talking about this though. Isn't it funny? You'd think by now, we're like, oh, that's old, It'd be all over. but it's okay. brand new every day. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And I agree with you. There will be this core because of their general life view who will not do it. And it raises in my mind, are we working on a vaccination against stupid? Is this in progress? <laughs> because it, it appears to me that that's what we really need. And uh, if we could, let's get the company Emergent, the one that was making the vaccine for Johnson Johnson, let's get them involved because they seem to have a fair amount of stupid there. Yeah, you know the, vac the vaccine against stupid is education, John. Oh yeah, cool. That's All what right. you're involved in. So yeah, I'm 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 going to tell my students I'm not teaching a class. We're developing a vaccine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like it. Right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.